we welcome you to the Tabernacle Podcast, brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit our website, tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. You can find other sermons like this one on Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. It is our prayer that God has used this message to be an encouragement to your heart. Let's take our Bibles this evening and go with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter number three, Proverbs, chapter number three. And I just have a brief challenge for our friends tonight who are getting ready to walk the stage and get their diploma and then enter the next chapter of their lives. And as we come to Proverbs chapter 3, I think we find some very helpful truths to guide them. Proverbs chapter 3, we'll begin reading in verse 1. My son, this, this book of Proverbs is a collection of wisdom and wise sayings that is handed down from a father to his son. And so, the admonition of a father to his son is this, Forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. I want you to notice a statement we find in verse number one, Proverbs chapter number three, forget not my law. As you uh, finish in a few days, guys and gals, God wants to encourage you that you not forget. And so I want to give you four things to remember tonight things to remember. I think they apply to all of us, although I think they're especially especially applicable to these young people tonight as they finish this stage of their lives, as they begin to gain a measure of independence. I know they all think they're adults, right? And, uh, but you haven't, you haven't got there yet. You're, you're inching closer. But as you move forward, 
there's some things that God wants you to remember. And I'll share them with you this evening. I hope you'll write them down if you're taking notes. Number one, keep God's commandments. It's really quite simple. Obey God. Keep his commandments. And God has given us his word. He's given us his law. He's given us his truth, his principles, and they're here for our good. They're not here uh, to make us miserable or unhappy. They're here for our good. God had a place for Adam. Adam sinned against God, and because he sinned against God, he was evicted from that place. He couldn't stay in that garden as a sinner because had he taken the fruit of the tree of life as a sinner, well, that thought was impossible to even consider. And if you study your Bible, you see as God mentions that, there's a pause as if an interruption comes because the thought is too horrible to even think of. And so Adam had to leave his place. And God called the children of Israel out of Egypt. He wanted to send them to the land of Canaan to dwell there. And he told them as long as they kept his commandments, as long as they honored him, as long as they obeyed him, they would enjoy the fruit of the land, that they would enjoy victory. But when they disobeyed God, then judgment fell. And I want to encourage you young people tonight to know that God loves you. His laws are not burdensome. God is not some cosmic killjoy in the sky who wants to make you miserable. He's a God who loves you, who sent his son to die for you and to save you. He wants what's best for you. And so his commandments are for your good. Notice what he says about them in verse 2. For length of days and long lives and peace shall they add to thee. You know, there's something that is just beyond our ability to estimate its value when we think about peace, having peace. There are people in this world who have no peace. Life is a constant series of turmoil after turmoil, but God gives peace to his people even in the midst of difficult circumstances, and we can have the peace of God. God has promised us length of days and long life. In fact, we have eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse number three, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. <clears throat> Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. Don't forget God's word. Put it in your heart. Memorize it. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to his word. So may God help us, number one, to keep his commandments. That's something we need to remember as we leave here. Number two, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Look at verse five. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. As you leave here, as you leave school, as you enter into the next step of your life, 
trust God. God is worthy of your trust, is he not? He's the one who loves you. Before you came into this world, God knew you. Through eternity past, God knew you, and he loved you, and he wants what's best for you. And so you can trust him. Trust him with all of your heart. And avoid the temptation to lean to your own understanding. Now, that's what a lot of us do. And maybe maybe you've even considered that in recent days as you think about, what is it I'm going to study? Where is it I'm going to go to school? What is it that I'm going to do with my life? What do I do in this difficult situation? Well, there's a temptation to lean to our own understanding, try to figure it out for ourselves. But if the Lord is your shepherd, you don't have to figure it out. You just have to follow him because he's promised to lead us and to provide and to protect us so we can trust in him. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. In every decision, acknowledge God. Remember these things. Seek his face. Ask the Lord to direct you. In your studies, look to him. Uh, in, in relationships, and as you consider, who is it I'm going to marry? Look to the Lord. Acknowledge him. Let God make the choice for your life. It's often been said God gives his best to those who leave the choice to him. So let God make the choice. By the way, God will make a better choice than you can. Because he knows you and he knows what you need. So trust him. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. There's going to be days you don't know what to do. It's going to bring a lot of stress to your life. You're going to be really concerned about it because you're going to make major decisions. Oh, just know that God has the answer. And so trust in him and rest in him. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. So trust God. Number three, honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. That's something to remember. Look at verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. I, I want you to understand that as you live through life, as you work and earn an income and as God blesses you, you're working for two reasons. Number one, you're working to support your family. Number two, you're working to support the work of God. The work of God is done through his local New Testament church. This is the way God's work is done. I want you to think about, many of you shared testimonies, not all of you attend school at Tabernacle, some of you attend other schools, and we're grateful for that. But we couldn't have a church if God's people didn't give. And we could not have a Christian school if God's people didn't give. And we would not have a Christian school if we did not have a church. And if you benefit from Tabernacle Christian School, I want you to know it's because of the faithful men and women of God who have given and sacrificed and invested their lives in the work of God. Now, you have received benefit from that. You, you are the recipient of that gift, that sacrifice. And here's what I want you to understand. Having received that gift, 
you're now responsible to pass it on to others. I want you to know that the Lord Jesus Christ loves his church and he gave himself for it. And you're a part of it if you know Jesus as your Savior. And so as you go through life, make certain that you honor God with your substance, with your income, with the first fruits of all thine increase. My mother's here, and my mother, thanks be unto God, taught me and my dad to tithe. The tenth, the tithe, belongs to the Lord. And so I got a job at Kroger when I was 17, and I started working, and I got a paycheck. And I got a pay stub. I don't even think kids get pay stubs anymore. It's all electronic, right? I asked one of my kids, I said, how much did you make this week? Well, I don't know. I got this much in the bank account. I said, well, how many hours did you work? I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no paper trail to tell you anything, you know. But I was taught to give to the Lord the tenth. Now, the government gets theirs up front, right? but I've earned the whole amount before they get it, and that's what I was taught to tithe from, and I did. And I want you to know that God has blessed me. I'm not a wealthy man, not as far as dollars and cents go, but I'm wealthy indeed in Christ, and I have been blessed of God, and I've seen God over and over prove himself. And young person, if you want God's blessing on your life, you be a cheerful giver. The Lord Jesus said, given it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and uh, for good measure, running over. And I want to encourage you to be givers. Invest in the work of God. Let me tell you this. God can do more uh, with your 90%. If you give him the 10, God will bless your 90% more than you can manage your 100. So trust the Lord. God's given us a promise in verse 10. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Of course, this is agricultural language. What is God saying? He said, if you'll honor me, I'll take care of you. I'll bless you. And I want to encourage you to be faithful to God. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Then look at verse 11. Let me give you a fourth thing. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. The fourth thing I want you to remember is that you must submit to the Lord. Submit to him. God is our father. He loves us. And as a father, he chastens us. He, he corrects us. In order for us to be corrected, we have to be told when we're wrong. You have a copy of God's Word that's been given to you. You have other Bibles at home. I hope the Bible that you have will be meaningful to you because it was given to you upon this, upon this event, upon this occasion, and I want you to remember it as you leave from here. The, the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, his son in the faith, and he said to him, Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. You've been taught some things, and some of you testified to that tonight. I'm sure all of you would have if you had 
I've been all had the opportunity to do so. But you've been taught some things. Now, we didn't teach you all this, and your parents didn't invest all of this time and energy and, and money into you, quite frankly, to see you get out of here and just forget everything. No, all of this has been done to put a foundation in your life to enable you that you would continue in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of. And I trust that as you continue to walk with God, that the Lord will assure you of the truth of his word. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them because of the relationships of the people who have taught you God's word. First of all, your parents. And then people that you've mentioned tonight who loved you and have invested in your lives. They're not perfect people by any means, but they're sincere people who love God and they believe what they're teaching you. And so Paul says, continue in it. Then he says this in verse 15, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. That means the Bible is good for you. It's profitable. You won't waste one minute reading it. Not one. You may spend a, an evening watching something on television or on your cell phone and think, why in the world did I watch that? I just threw away three hours of my life. But you'll never do that in the study and reading of God's word. It's profitable. But notice how it's profitable for you. For doctrine, that's teaching. For belief, doctrine, a body of doctrine, what we know, what we believe, what we are taught from God's Word. But then notice the next word, for reproof. Do you know that nobody likes to be reproved? Nobody. Nobody likes to be told, hey, you're not doing the right thing. But the Bible tells us not to be weary of God's correction, not to despise his chastening. And thanks be unto God that when we get out of line, God's word will reprove us. You've had teachers and parents and a youth pastor and a pastor who loves you, who will oftentimes, when needed, and maybe sometimes when not, will reprove you. Don't get to a point where you can't take reproof and correction. That's what he's saying here. Despise not the chastening of the Lord. Neither be weary of his correction. I'm glad that God not only tells me when I'm wrong, <laughs> but he tells me how to get right. He tells me how to get right. Look in verse 16. 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, reproof, for correction. Correction. That gets me right. Now, when I'm, when I'm reproved, I need to take it. That requires humility. And when I take that instruction, then I, that, that reproof, then I am corrected. I'm told what I need to fix, how to fix it. I need to fix it. And then he says in verse 16, for instruction in righteousness, he is teaching me through his word the truth of God's word to help me stay right. <laughs> so in summary, what does he do? This Bible, this word of God tells me when I'm wrong, 
It tells me how to get right, and it tells me how to stay right. Don't ever get weary of God's chastening. Don't despise the chastening of the Lord. That's why you need to be in church. Church provides accountability. If there's anything I've learned about our current situation, our current generation, we don't like accountability. May God help us to be accountable. Notice in verse 12, this correction comes from a God who loves us. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighted. The fact that God reproves you, the fact that he corrects you, demonstrates how much he loves you. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, if that we are without chastening, then we are not sons of God. We don't belong to him. But I want you to know that God loves you and uh, he seeks to correct you. He will not allow you to run off the rails and stay there. He won't allow you to escape what you've been taught and what you've been told. Because if the Holy Spirit resides in you, he's going to bring conviction to your heart. And he's going to draw you to himself. And so I wanted to give you tonight four things to remember. Number one, keep God's commandments. Just obey God. It's that simple. Don't argue with it. Don't, don't act like you're smarter than him. Or that you've found some loophole that nobody else has ever found before. Keep God's commandments. If I don't keep God's commandments, that's a reflection of my heart. It's a reflection of my pride and my rejection of God's truth. Number two, trust in the Lord. You're going to be faced with major decisions. You're going to have some tough days. The first year of college may most likely be the most difficult. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard. You're going to have some relationships that don't go the way you want them. You're going to have some struggles in your spiritual life. Trust God. Look to Him. Talk to people who you know love you. And obey the Lord. He will direct you. Honor the Lord. As God blesses you, you be faithful to him. By the way, you don't have to wait till you get a job out of college to honor the Lord. Take care of it now. I'm glad we've got kids that are away in college trying to make their bills and get everything done who still send their tithes to their local church. They're honoring God. And God will bless them. And then submit to him. When he corrects you, when he reproves you, take it and move forward for the glory of God. Thank you for listening. We pray that God has used his word to speak to you today. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit us online at tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. There, you'll find additional information about our church, opportunities to partner with us financially, as well as other resources that we hope can be a help to you. May God bless you and thank you once again for listening.